Greetings. My name is Linda Talaferro, and this is the Being Brown at Work podcast. I help Black and Brown female professionals confidently and expertly navigate the corporate world so that they can reach new career heights and establish their seat at the table. So whether you're kicking off a new career, leaning in a new direction, or looking to climb the corporate ladder within your current job, I'm here to propel your career forward by giving you an insider's look at cultivating an executive mindset, creating leadership opportunities, establishing an executive presence, and more. So join me every week as I guide you towards becoming a leader in the corporate world and show you how to step into your true power and potential. Greetings, greetings, greetings. I'm kind of excited tonight. First of all, you notice it's a different time, 6.30. Same day though, Tuesday. And this is Being Brown at Work. I am so excited. If you've been seeing the post, we've let you know that I'm shifting directions. And um, it's something that I've wanted to do for quite some time now. Yeah, it's where my heart's been, and that's serving women of color. So I'm so excited about this new focus, this uh, redirection. And uh, with that, tonight I'm going to talk about self-rejecting. Now, this is not necessarily a special situation or a nuance that has uh, that just is around women of color, because women in general do that. Sometimes some guys do, but within brown and black female professional community, this seems to be a more reoccurring challenge that we deal with on a regular basis. So you're saying, what do you mean self-rejecting, Linda? What I mean is when we tell ourselves we're not good enough or when we focus more than the average person does on past mistakes and failures, And we let that define us or any kind of misstep we have. We immediately say that, okay, see, success wasn't meant for me in my career. And, you know, I'm going to share with you a piece of my story to let you know that I walked in this self-rejection mindset for the longest time before my career started and through the early years of my career. You see, I always thought I wasn't good enough. One, why? Because I had a lazy eye. You know, so my eye would always drift. People always thought I wasn't looking at them. That made me very self-conscious. And so then I shrunk. Whenever I was in any type of group setting, I shrunk. Definitely did not raise my hand to be seen or did I want to be in front of people speaking or presenting. Clearly, it's not something I want to do. And I was told, probably not at a super early age, but I, I distinctly remember, and I think it was must have been my late high school years, early college years. I was at my aunt, one of my aunt's home, and one of her sisters was visiting from out of town. And when I walked in, the first thing she said when she saw me was, "Oh, Linda, is that you?" man, you've really changed because you used to be an ugly little girl. From a relative, I heard that. And then while I was in high school, 
constantly bullied, constantly bullied, was not the best thing to be the smartest person in the room or to have read all the books. Or if you guys remember, I mean, I'm, you know, back in the day when I was in elementary school, you get all the stars on the wall for all the books you read. And I always had the most stars. So they wouldn't fill in that. And so they bullied me, rode the bus, got stuff thrown at me. It was ridiculous. So I took all of that and said to myself, you're not good enough. And that transferred in to my early career where I would not necessarily shoot for the stars. I mean, why would I? There was no one that I saw in the company that I was at that looked like me, that sat in any seats of any real authority or power. So clearly, I couldn't get to those seats. Why would I have those aspirations or goals? I'm not good enough. I already know that. And I kept telling myself that. I kept self-rejecting on a regular basis. Or as those of you that have been with me for a while, you hear me talk about the NSTs, the negative self-talk syndrome. I had it badly. I had it badly. And that translated, remember, I always tell you who we are personally is who we are professionally. And for me, that translated into my professional life of saying, yes, because of all those things that I had prior to starting my career, clearly they haven't changed. Why? Because I'm still the same person. So I must not be good enough. And oh my goodness, if I made a mistake, on a presentation or if I use the wrong data, that for me just re-emphasized the fact that I was not good enough. I wasn't worthy of any kind of promotion seat at the table. I kept self-rejecting, kept self-rejecting. And at one time, and I will tell you, for me personally, and I would recommend you do the same, you know, you get to the point where you are just sick and tired of being sick and tired. And that's frankly what it came to. And then I had to do the introspective work. You guys hear me talk about the work that you have to do. You might've heard me share in previous lives about peeling back that onion and dealing with those issues. I did that work, which is why I call my business now the extra effort because it takes more than just being good at work product. So I did that work so that I could start to like the person I saw in the mirror. And when I started to like that person I saw in the mirror, I was recognizing that I'm my hardest critic. And that's one of the ways to stop self-rejecting is to realize you probably are your hardest critic. You are harder on yourself than anyone else will ever be, will ever be. And for those naysayers that exist in our lives and exist in our careers, we get enough of those, right? We do not need to be self-rejecting, self-demoralizing, beating down ourselves. We have enough noise to deal with out there in the environment. So if, like me, you wanna rise up out of this self-rejecting, to a point where you can stand in your worth because you are no longer comparing yourself to anyone else. You are no longer reducing your goals because 
You don't think you can attain anything of substance. A way to do that is to understand the root of the issues. I shared with you some of my background so you could see the type of work and the types of things that I had to face and recognize that they were not my issues. That comment from my aunt was her stuff. Now, was that easy to hear? Not at all. Did it land in a negative way? Absolutely. But what I had to realize is I had to start considering the source of which those comments came from, and that was not one. So in addition to recognizing we're the hardest on ourselves, you're going to have to change the people that you're around. I can tell you the evolution of groups and quote unquote friends that I've gone through over the years. Because if they're not, if they don't have their, my best interest at heart, and if they're not speaking positivity in my life, and it's not, uh, you know, a benefit on both sides, and we support each other, then why, why are you in my life? Now we can't not pick our families, okay? Granted, cannot pick our families, but what I can do and what I have done is reduce my exposure to those that are constantly negative. I can limit the amount of time I'm around them. And I did that early on. I recognized I was hardest on myself and I started giving myself some grace, giving myself some space to be human and not to be perfect because I was in that in my mind, I thought, you know, if I become perfect, then I have to be good enough if I'm perfect. Perfectionism is not your friend. There's no such thing as a perfect human. I've not met one. If any of you have, though, please let me know who they are. And if you can introduce me to them, would love it. Because I've not met one in my 58 years of being on this earth. And then I started to change the people I was around and had more people that brought value into my life, that brought value to, you know, being around me and cared about me and I cared about them. And we could could feed off of that positive energy. And as I mentioned, whatever that work is for you, for me, it was a lot of affirmations and other things that I did to start folding in the fact that I like the person I saw in the mirror. Matter of fact, I began to love that person. Right now, after all the work I've done, and this was years ago, I love me some me. I tell you that right now, I love me some me. And because of that, because I'm comfortable in my own skin, I show up every day in the workplace confident. I show up every day in the workplace knowing that I know that what I bring to the table is full of value and worth and that it makes a difference and will have an impact. So I would I would really suggest to you if you've suffered from this self-rejection at all, I highly highly recommend that you think about it. Take a step back and and, and try some of the things that I've shared with you in this live, because I guarantee you when you start doing that work and when you start giving yourself the benefit of the doubt, then you definitely, I mean, there's no doubt about it. You start seeing the value in yourself 
everybody else will see the value in you as well. Everybody else will. And that confidence that you've been dealing with, the lack of it will start to rise because you are become self-assured and you know that you know that what you bring is of value. It'll resonate through you and people will then all of a sudden, they'll look and they'll see the change and they'll see that leader. They'll They'll see that leader in you when you start to make that mindset shift and you no longer self-reject. So that's what I wanted to share with you um, in this live today. It's It can be something that at times we even don't even realize we're doing it. And I will tell you, it can be kind of that that, um, you know, that festering thing, you know, like sometimes if you get a scratch or you get a sore and you don't really attack it right away. And the next thing you know, you look and it's spread or now you got to get to the doctor because you need something a little bit stronger to deal with it. That's what self-rejection can be. Self-rejection can be that little thing that just hangs around and it just starts to fester and spread through every aspect of your being and every aspect of how you approach things. And then before you know it, you know, I, I often say words have power. So before you know it, what you speak into existence actually is the case. And that's what you definitely do not want to do because you are good enough. Your mistakes are just that. We're human. We learn from them and we move on. Your missteps or things that you may have not done so well does not define the fact that you will not be successful. Those are things that we dangerously will tell ourselves. And then before you know it, we're walking in the fact that we're not good enough. We're walking in our failures. We're walking in every misstep and we show up as though we're unsuccessful and therefore not the leader that we hoped to be one day. So if I would, you know, I put a link out here. If you find yourself doing exactly what I've described or if there's any bit of the story that I shared with you that seems similar, that resonates even the least little bit, I'd love to have a chat with you and share a little bit more about what I've gone through in the past and how I've overcome it so that I could have the seat that I have at the table today, so that I could have, so that I entered into the executive ranks years ago. Because the little girl with the lazy eye that got bullied all the time and the aunt that said she was ugly and didn't have the supporting friends around her to speak positivity into existence is not the woman that people saw back in, I would say, what was that, the mid-90s, early 2000s when I bust into the executive ranks. Was not that woman. Was not that woman. Because that was not who I was meant to be. Those were things that were put into the universe. I started to feed off of them and allowed them to take control for a period of time. But once I realized I looked in the mirror and saw the value that truly existed and I started to walk in that, the leader showed up and everybody recognized and therefore 
supported into getting the seat that I have today. So I hope that helps. I am, like I said, so excited about this Brian Brown at work because there, I mean, I've got a list of things to talk about. And we're going to dive into some really uh, crucial areas, some nuances that we deal with on a regular basis and provide you with the tools, methodologies, and strategies even for you to be successful, for you to shift the trajectory of your career and attain the heights that you aspire to attain. So being a Brown at Work podcast, subscribe to it. Next Tuesday, though, wanted to let you know that I'm going to kind of do a throwback and I'm going to restream a previous live regarding how your comfort zone is getting in your way. And the reason why I got to restream it is because it's 6.30 Eastern Standard Time and I would love to be live with you. I'm going to be on a plane. So yes, as you hear how things are opening up and you know we're starting to get on the other side of the virus, your girl's travel schedule is starting to pick up a little bit, just a little bit, not a lot, but just a little bit. And so I'm going to be on a plane, unfortunately won't be able to be live with you next Tuesday, but join me, come on, turn your notifications on because if the comfort zone is an issue for you, or you might not even think it is, you're like, what, comfort zone, that's the definition, it's a comfort zone. I tell you, I guarantee you, it's probably in your way. So join me for that throwback next Tuesday. And then I'll be back live with you, being Brown Live, on February 16th. Have a great rest of your week. And remember, remember, stop self-rejecting. Kill the negative self-talk syndrome. Kill it. Take care. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, I have so much more to offer you. Book a complimentary call with me at lindatalaferro.com slash free consultation so you can start unapologetically achieving your own professional goals as a woman of color and establish a presence as more than just an employee. Let's go deeper, reach your professional goals, and apply this life-changing work to your career and beyond so you can rock your corporate game and get that seat at the table.